Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are going to It's another Sabres Live Overtime, Marty, with an emphasis on the prospects. And obviously, we recently talked to Seth Appert. Today, it's going to be Mike Weber. And we know where the passion lies with him and the development of defense, but everyone in front of the defense as well. What was one word you used to use to describe Mike Weber? Oh, safe, simple. I don't want to say it in a negative way, though, but he was like as steady as they come. Maybe steady is what I would use for Mike Weber. Uh, and what I like more about him, not knowing him a little bit more now uh, mm -hmm. with Michael Pekka and Seth Appert is their um, passion for development, for teaching, for coaching, right? Like, I mean, the players in Rochester are so lucky because of the passion that the coach has shown, and Webby is definitely a big part of that. Yeah, we're definitely going to dive in on that front. And when you're serious about the game, bet on Buffalo with the only sports books in Western New York. Seneca Resorts and Casinos betting counters are open daily. Self-service betting kiosks available 24-7 at all three locations, whether you visit Seneca, Niagara, Allegheny, or Buffalo Creek. The Sports Lounge features the latest lines and multiple screens so you never miss a play. The Sports Book at Seneca Resorts and Casinos, where the love of the game meets the thrill of the win. Mike Weber, it is great to see you. I feel like we've... Uh, gone too long between conversations here on our Sabres Live Overtime, uh, but we're catching you at a pretty darn good time. Your group has been picking up points, staying in and elevating in the race. What's the biggest reason for it right now? Oh, you know, for me personally, I think it's just our de uh, defensive game. Um, it's it's really impressive and it's it's hard at times in the American Hockey League to get young players to buy in and to tell them, if you defend hard, you're going to get more offense. And uh, over the last 15 games, our defensive game has really taken to another level. I mean, uh, going back analytically, we've almost, you know, we've been on the right end of it, uh, you know, almost 15 straight. Uh, it's It's been really, really impressive. And But it is hard to get the young guys to to be dialed in defensively and to, to think if I defend hard, I'm going to get the puck. And once you kind of get it into them, you know, you reap the, reap the benefits of, of how good we we have been uh, offensively now and just our compete and our hunt and our tracks. And it's, it's, it's really fun to, to watch right now and then to be a part of. Surprise, surprise. You point to defensive game. I'm surprised you didn't say our six defensemen or seven guys that play on the blue line. Um, because <laughs> excuse me, I'm choking on myself. Just even laughing. Um, because I thought you were going to sit a goaltending just to please me and just say, hey, how's Gat and Subi have been so good. But but it has been different this year compared to last season where you've had two goalies for the majority of the year. Like You haven't had to you know, find somebody off the street to be able to back up. And I don't want to jinx it, but I'm just saying, like, how good did it, does it feel to have some stability in that and in the crease with those two guys? especially with two guys of their caliber of how they are personally, how they are off the ice uh, around the room. Um, it's been, it's been great. I mean, they're whoever goes in, you know, they're going to give you everything they have. Um, and again, just how we play defensively and how we've tightened that up. It's everything's been really predictable for them and, and they've made the saves when they've had to make the saves. And, and uh, again, when you have guys that you want to go to war with, every one of our guys wants to go to war for Subs and for house cat, like it's, you know, they're, they're, you know, two of the most popular guys in the room. So, uh, you know, that that's made it really easy that they have been here, you know, and that they have been around the guys all year. And it's just it's those two in tandem and working together and feeding off of each other.
Mike, what was the greatest challenge uh, for you in your role this year with the group of defensemen based on the fact that even, I think, from a casual outsider's view, they could have looked at your group as having a lot of similar type players. And now you've gone through, you've had a few changes. You know, Bartkowski came in, Laxenden was traded, you bring in Ciccone. What is What has the group been like to coach and how has it evolved? Well, I think early on in paper, you know, we had a group that we felt like, yes, they are all similar players. Um, not all of them are going to be able to play the power play. Not all of them are going to, you know, and there's still guys like uh, Davies is still a young guy. You had Klager, who we were trying to get to the NHL, and obviously he made a big jump in and made it full time this year. It was more of less of these are the kind of the guys, you know, with, uh, you know, Larry and, and Prowsey being our kind of power play guys and making sure that we can turn those guys into defenders. You have to defend and be puck moving defensemen. And um, obviously Klager gets rewarded. He, he was doing a heck of a job, you know, just defending ending plays, starting plays. And um, there's been huge growth from a guy like Davies this year, who I think has been really outstanding in that way of like really understanding what it's going to take for him to get to the next level. And, and that's through his defending and kind of being that, you know, a little bit of a rat on defense where he's in people's faces and he's playing more physical. He plays on the line. Um, and then he's got great offensive attributes as well. You know, bring in a stabilizer and Barkowski where, you know, veteran guy, he's 34 years old. He does things. He's very calm. He does things the right way. Um, and then, you know, we have added, uh, you know, just a couple big, big men now on the, on the <laughs> back end through the different trades with strand and, uh, cheeks, you know, so it's, uh, Again, just getting those guys, we're, they're still a young group. They still want to play in the National Hockey League. So those guys have played some games. But um, I, I think that's kind of been the biggest challenge. We don't have young prospects where you can be like, this is how you got to be a pro. This is like these guys have been pros, but they're still young. And you got to give them obtainable goals to to show that, they, you know, if you work on these few things, that's how, you know, you can take the next step and get there. And obviously for our group, this is how you need to, you need to have group success. You need to have team success to have individual success. And um, they, they've, they've bought in and, you know, what's, what's special about how apps runs things. And uh, down here is, you know, we get guys to buy in to be Amherst, be where your feet are, be an Amherst, be invested in the community, be invested in your teammates, hang around the room. And uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about, you know, my group of defensemen that I'm most in contact with and how they have bought into that. Most fans in Buffalo would say, oh, look at the prospects in Rochester. You're cool. Like Isaac Roseanne, uh, Cedarquist, Rusek. Like, they're all fours. They're all young fours. Kisikoff, like, all draft uh, players, drafted players by the Sabres and Fords. So who's on the back end? Because we saw Samuelson. We saw Clegg. We saw Bryson, right? All those guys came through Rochester and make it up. Who's on your group of defensemen now that you say – Pay attention to this player and this player because that's going to help the Sabres' depth and defensive group in the next year or two. Yeah, well, I think that's where, like, Jason, uh, you know, and Kevin, they did a really good job of, you know, because we don't have the defensemen that are ready to come into the American Hockey League yet that are, you know, just drafted. So I think they did a really good job of finding young, skilled defensemen who, um, you know, are still in that age range where they can, you know, still make an impact. They're 25, 26, 24 years old in that range. Uh, you know, I, again, I, uh, pilot obviously has been, you know, as advertised, he's a, he's a very intelligent player. He can go up, he can play games. He he's can push for an NHL spot. Um, you know, again, I already touched on him, but you know, Jeremy Davies has mm -hmm. really, to me stood out. Um, 
and how close he is and how hard he's playing every night and how committed the defense he is ending plays and starting plays. It's, it's been really impressive and that's what it's going to take for him to get to the next level. So say those guys, obviously we bring over, you know, uh, Ciccone and then we've got strand. Those are two big right-handed shot defensemen that, you know, you know, again, we're, we're developing them and you need those guys still, you need those long comp sticks. You need those big bodies that are going to move people in front of the net. So those are the guys that we have right now that, uh, you know, could, could go up and could, uh, you know, possibly play some games and eat up some minutes uh, as an adept. But, uh, but yeah, you're just kind of working. What, what's special is, again, we, we don't focus on that uh, yeah. down here. We're, we're worried about, you know, ourselves, uh, you know, kind of clinching ourselves and, and getting ourselves ready uh, for hopefully another deep playoff run here. It was a week ago you signed a collegiate uh, player, Chris Jandrick, um, to the blue line. What's his status right now? Uh, today was his first practice. So with the team, I've, uh, you know, we've yep. uh, get him out there. Obviously I had uh, some little development skates with him the last couple of days, just to keep him fresh, uh, you know, while he's waiting for things to get settled. But, uh, but no, I really, you know, another, again, another good puck moving defenseman skates really well <clears throat> today, obviously a shorter practice, just how many games we've been playing here. But, uh, but again, looked well, got good compete. And I'm watching his video from uh, North Dakota, you know, Looks like a competitive kid that, uh, you know, again, you want that. You want that compete level, especially at this level for a guy coming in, trying to earn it, uh, prove himself in, in pro hockey for the first time. How's your check? Because they got the Czech mafia down there that's like kind of running, a, you know, their own show and they're fun to watch. And Rusek obviously came up and to Buffalo at a golden assist and look good. So how's your check and what's the – the most impressive thing from these young prospects that you're seeing uh, with the Amherst this year? I would say the most, uh, what, what's special is obviously the Czechs have their click, then you have the Swedes a little, but they're, they're, they all hang out together. Like today we were, we were joking around that, like, again, we played last night, boys are a little sleepy. We give them an extra hour of sleep. We, we skated a little later, but, uh, but all the young kids, the Swedes, the Czechs, uh, you know, like everyone's sitting together kind of in a one little area in the gym. They're kind of foam rolling. And I walk by, don't worry, boys, we're almost there to the end of the season. Only two and a half more months to go. And <laughs> that would get us, you know what I mean? That would get us to, you know, hopefully hoisting the cup. But, you know, just they kind of all look, you know, because, again, that's it's a grind. You know, they're all coming from different leagues where you, you don't play this much. You don't play this intense. And then, you know, I can't stress enough. I know you guys have watched it. Like the North Division is a war every single night. Yeah. it's uh it's a, it's a battle and again the growth you've seen in the competitiveness level from from the beginning of the season even back to development camp all the way to now is has, has skyrocketed you know 10 15 20 percent extra of how these guys are competing and battling and the work that they're doing away from the puck which is most impressive to me because they're obviously skilled when they have it the work these guys are putting in away from the puck is is outstanding of the getting back above you know we, we've got guys that are you know killing penalties and important moments and, and putting them in different situations offensively. And these guys are owning it and they're, you know, blocking shots, getting above cutting hands, uh, all the stuff that you stress. And a lot of times you'll have skilled guys that kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll get above. And, uh, you know, they don't like, <laughs> they do it and they, they're doing it for, you know, for their, for their teammates and, and to, cause they know where they want to be. You want to play yeah. in the national hockey league. You got to do those things. Now, Rusek sure looked well coached and well prepared for his NHL debut. And then he comes right back to you and has two born points last night. And it was it was impressive. But Webby, you mentioned the penalty kill. I was watching it live. 
And obviously my heart was in my throat a little bit when the puck went over the glass. And now you're faced with 40 seconds of five on three to try to close out a game and at least get a single point. What followed was something I couldn't believe. How aggressive your three guys were off that faceoff. And ultimately it paid off, you know, like you never really got under siege too badly in that final 40 seconds. Yeah, that's obviously a credit to to Yabo there, uh, you know, Mason Yops. He's been unbelievable for us uh, going over the boards and, and that group. But, you know, like what's what's really impressive, our defensive game, you know, five on five has really started to, to pick up and and our PK has, you know, the last 15 games as well. And I think it again, it's just getting back into owning your area, doing your job, having that urgency and that fight. And we talk about it all the time, like, we have a fast group. We've got a good group. So again, we get those down. Let's, let's anticipate that. Let's go up ice pressure. And there's times where you can anticipate, you see a play happening, let like go and trust each other that someone's going to do their job. You know, that we're all doing our job. We're on the same page. And it's a credit to the, you know, the four men that roll over the boards, obviously with the goaltender included, but we've had some great timely saves, but the guys, when they come over the boards, there's this extra sense of urgency and, uh, it's, it's really special to see right now our group and how confident they're doing. And obviously that's the way you want it to be trending this time of the year as well, where everyone's bought in. And, but again, it's, you want to kill penalties. You gotta, you gotta have a little extra and a little bigger heart. And, and again, to a man, we've had a lot of guys roll over the boards lately in different situations to kill penalties. And every guy stepped up to the occasion for each other and for the team. And, and it's, it's been, uh, it's been really fun. Two part question. Yep. Which one of your former teammates with the Sabres would not work so hard to get on top of the puck, as you said before? Uh, would it be Thomas Vanek? Would it be Derek Roy? Like, which one of those guys would, a little this or that here, which one would not work so hard to get back on the defensive side of the puck? This is funny because uh, I was just talking about Lindy Ruff the other day, and it got brought up. Uh, what's the, you know, what's the... Uh, video meeting somehow and uh i'll never forget that when they when they got the buttons on the video when you can flip you can you know view one is the normal view you hit number two and it goes to a different view and then three four different view and that was we didn't know as players that they had that yet so <laughs> lindy asked asked Royce, he goes Royce, were you back checking he goes yeah yeah i was back checking i was coming you can't see me i'm out of the picture there i was coming he goes oh yeah and then he hit the button and you could see Royce with just the stick around his hips gliding back and he goes oh yeah you're you know what i mean and then it got intense in the in the video room and he goes when did you know what i mean just roisy being raised just when did they get the new buttons you know kind of looking around and we're like i don't know but now everyone's on notice okay they have buttons that they can see um if you're oh. checking or not so okay the second just part based on that story i'd say roisy Okay, That's in amazing. second part, do you bring up example of having been with players like Vanek and Roy and other guys through your experience? When you talk to the young guys and say, hey, I played with this guy, or is it too far removed that it's like, look, they don't know really who those players are within the organization? Obviously, we try to use current guys. Um, I was talking to uh, Cedar Quist yesterday, and I was talking to him about Vanek, and still one of the most, uh, in my mind, most talented net front guys and how smart he was, even how he went to the wall when I was trying to break out pucks, you know, he'd always tell me pass where my stick is not where it should, you know what I mean? Like if I wanted in my, if my sticks in my feet, I wanted in my feet because I know the demons going to press on me and I know my outs and setting yourself up. And I used van as an example of that on the wall and how to manipulate defensemen to get it out. Um, and then obviously I talked to, you know, Cedar Chris a lot, like he's a big body goes to net. 
but just getting his stick out more when he's trying to mm -hmm. tip pucks. Don't leave it out here because as a defenseman, it's off to the side. I can just come in and scoop your stick. Well, Van was so great at, you know, keeping his stick right in front of him and moving. Then he had those tips where he's tipping it down. And, you know, so I still use guys. I think that's the biggest part of coaching. You 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 want to find things that are relatable and obviously from past experiences. But, I mean, we played with some special players, you know, so it's it's nice. And, and again, our guys, I'm not so far removed that the guys still would know who I'm talking about, or at least they act like they know who I'm talking about. And then they go and elite prospects, them or hockey, hockey DB, and they'll go, oh, okay, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> when um but you played and people tend to forget this probably but at the end you played with arguably the most talented current saber in rasmus dalin yeah so what did you see crystal clear then before he even got to the nhl and what are you most impressed with now watching him again this is going to sound you guys are going to think i'm on repeat here but as a coach, and even when I was a player, I love the guys who compete. And obviously, Dallas is extremely talented, but 18-year-old kid, uh, you know, playing in the Swedish Hockey League and with men and just his compete, his nastiness, and that he's showing it more and more now. It's coming out more and more now, um, which is which is great. You have to have that. Um, but that would I would say that was the first thing that grabbed my eye. Obviously, his skill. Um, and just, again, how he gets his shots off, I think, is elite. Um you know, Lindstrom like how he can run the blue line and he has that deception. You think he's going to shoot it now. So as a, you know, the guy coming out to block, it's getting ready to block. And then he just has that extra little pull and can get it through and deliver it with, you know, still a lot of pace on it. And it's heavy. Um, you know, those are kind of the two things, obviously it's everything else, you know, how he swings in and surfs across and ends plays is, is spectacular, but uh, there's, there's a lot to love about him, but number one would be his compete. And then just how he finds ways to get his shots through or, or two of the things that stuck out to me when I was playing with him. Now, is there anything that you remember that he may have taken from being on a uh, Olympic ice, international ice surface that is bigger that he's applied to the NHL ice? Like you talk about him swinging over, right? Like that's something that is new to the game. You, you When you played the right D backed up on the right side, left D backed up on the left side, you never came across skating forward. Is that, something that you saw a little bit more maybe in Europe and maybe that's something that dolls is bringing from the European side. Yeah. When we were up for London, that's how they taught it. it was, you know, now the term we use here is interchangeable parts, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, yeah, you're the defenseman, but you swing across and it goes back here. Well, now you're the winger. Now you're the center. Like I think when we played, you know, when I was playing there, that was the biggest thing I took away is that, you know, you're counting numbers and you can get across. So again, the bigger ice, you're skating forwards more there. You're not backing up as much, you know, obviously enough, if you watch defensemen now, what you guys do a ton, like you don't really skate backwards all that much. Mm -hmm. Most of the time you're skating forwards, you're driving pucks, you're kicking pucks out, you're driving through. You might skate backwards for a few minutes, hit your edge, and then you're swinging in and opening up and closing plays. You know, there's a lot more forward skating. And again, I think when, we, when I was over there practicing and playing over there, that was a huge emphasis. Like they had the defenseman getting up all the time. They had the defenseman swinging and ending plays quicker. And you did a lot of forward skating, which, you know, when you watch Dallas game, that's, he, he does doesn't skate back. He doesn't ride the rails like we used to be taught, you know, ride the dot lanes in, keep them outside, square up on your hits, you know, but, uh, you know, but he, you know, so I'd say, yeah, it is a tendency coming from European leagues or coming from overseas where there is an emphasis with that, with the bigger ice. So last night seemingly was alumni night at Blue Cross Arena as Quinn, Paterka, Lukanen, 
all <laughs> made their way back to see the boys on an off night. Uh, how great is that? I mean, we, we saw it the other way last year, you know, and, and when guys were getting their first looks and the support between Samuelson and Quinn and things like that, like, I don't know. How normal is this? How normal is it that some NHL guys are going to go back to their AHL city and watch some friends on an off night? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not normal. It's normal for us. I don't, I don't know that that's the best way I can uh, explain it. Uh, those kids, you know, Opie, JJ, uh, Quinter, like they were Rochester Americans. They were all bought into where their feet were. They wanted to be here. They were, they were 100% Rochester Americans. Uh, you know, when we lost out of the playoffs there in the third round against Laval, like they were devastated. They didn't, they didn't take their gear off till, you know, two thirty-three in the morning, you know, like, and they have, you know, they knew better days were coming, you know, like where they're going to be, you know, in the national hockey league. And they were, they were devastated. They've come down a couple of times and obviously seen them on the jumbotron and, after the game, you know, a tough loss in overtime, but, you know, after the game, they're in the room, they're down, they're in the, you know, Steggy's equipment room. They're, you know, talking to everyone. They're, they're meeting the guys that maybe they haven't met or haven't seen since development camp, uh, you know, Saul Quinter talking to, you know, Ciccone and, and Strand and introducing himself to them. Like, you know, cause he hasn't met them. Like it's, it's, but those guys are unbelievable. That's, um, you know, might be shocking to, to people from the outside, but, when you're in it and you're in our locker room every day. And again, how, you know, from top down, how Kevin, Jason, Seth, how we run things, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not surprising. It's uh, it was kind of normal. You see him in big smile, big hugs and, you know, good luck tomorrow with you, you know, or on Friday for you guys and talking about things. And they're just, they're great kids that want to be in this organization, you know, and uh, you know, really enjoy their time here and, and love their time here being Amherst. So it's, it's nice. When I hear you talk about the Rochester Americans, I really feel the pride that you have with the organization, with your group of coaches. Uh, but just like Paterka, Quinn, uh, Lukanen, and everybody else, like they want to get to the next level. Now, your role as an assistant coach is one thing, but where do you see you in the next few years? Your development, head coaching maybe, NHL assistant coaches. Like, what does that look like? And do you take any time to think about it or it's my business, my job. And then that will come later. Yeah. I think I'll, hopefully I'll be thinking about that after we have a great long playoff run here, but yeah. I, those are more of the things where it's a summertime thing. Like, obviously we are, we're all ambitious. We're all developing, you know, we're all trying, you know, for, you know, as my wife says, dream 2.0, I already lived dream one of playing and, you know, dream 2.0 is, is getting back. And, and uh, you know, I still want to win the Stanley cup. You know, it's going to have to be a different way. It's going to have to be through coaching, but I want to be a champion. I want to win a Stanley cup and there'd be no better place to do that in Buffalo where it kind of bring it all full circle, but, but that's what I'm still chasing down internally. But you know, when you're in it, you gotta, you know, like I said about our players, you gotta be where your feet are. If I was thinking yeah. about something else or thinking about moving, you know, I wouldn't be doing my, doing my players a service. So that's more of a summertime thing, but, and then again, just like you just, you kind of take the same mentality into coaching, you know, year to year contracts. Right. So you just, do my best here. We'll see in the off season. Hopefully I get a, hopefully I did enough where I can get, you know, but, uh, get a what was your longest deal play. as a player? Did you get long-term because I was on a three, I think I he? got a three-year deal. One yeah. time. Well, that was, was that it, an though. entry level deal? Because my longest deal was my entry level deal. Three years after <laughs> that, it was one and two, one and two, one and two. I had the three-year entry level. Then I got qualified for a year. Then I got a two-year deal. That was nice. And then Woo! I, and I had the, then I had the three-year deal and then, that was my cup of coffee and see it. 
<laughs> but it was, uh, but they're all learned. And that's the same way it is in coaching. Same way it is as a player, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep improving. You gotta keep getting better. You gotta keep earning, earning a job next year. So, and you know, earning call-ups, you know, for, for us as coaches too, but it's uh, right now and obviously in a great situation. I mean, when I get to come to a, it's not really work, but I go to the war room and I'm sitting there with Seth and, and Michael Pekka and, you know, Amir Gulati, our new video coach. And we've got tones, our uh, analytics guy who's an intern. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's great. You know, we've got a great staff, great support staff here. And obviously our players, they can feel that energy and they, they bring, they give us energy and it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And now we're getting to the really fun part of the hockey season here. Yeah, absolutely. The schedule is amazing down the stretch, all uh, just like it's set up to be there, right? You, you want games with Utica right now so you can climb and, and there they are right in front. It's it's perfect. And we'll obviously follow it. Let's do real rapid fire kind of one word here and probably more from your defense position. But like one word to describe Yuri Kulik. Speed. Ooh, I think people like to hear that based on everything else that they hear about him. One word on Isaac Roseanne. Compete. Again, Outs outstanding, outstanding. Like I, I, you've seen the games, what he's doing away from the puck is honestly, I know it's supposed to be one word, but what he's doing away from the puck right now is it's outstanding. Coach's dream when you're like rewatching the video and you see some of these things that you miss in the game. That's I'm, I'm just happy you didn't say unicorn. So that's overused. <laughs> tell Michael Pekka that. He used to tell that about JJ Paterka all the time. Uh. I'm like, Pax, it's overused. But I like compete. That's a great word. Okay, last one for me. One word on Tyson Kozak. Strength. And has Why? that... Has Why that... I would use strength is because he has put a lot more strength in and he's going to be a guy that's going to be... Okay, here's another one where, you know, obviously he knows the Scud missile, but my comparable for him is if we can get him to be a uh, center Scud missile. I, I really see a path for him there where, you know, he could kill penalties. He's going to be a great four checker. He's going to take those important faceoffs. You know, he can get in, he can stir things up. He can handle himself if uh, the occasion arises. Um, but that's where I'd say, like, he's showed the biggest growth is that that strength and then that's giving him confidence that you know now he's starting to make plays offensively and again he's really responsible defensively okay i got one just because you mentioned the scud missile that's adam mayor right so yeah. other than scud missile one word for development head development coach adam mayor serious <laughs> uh ssm serious scud missile that's his new nickname let's make it happen love it I love it too. Um, with I, I'll tell you, I doing the game on Sunday there. I, I, I think was the most impressive, noticeable game for me seeing Kozak, and and that's that's pretty great for a young player this late in the season to be going as well as he was. Right, like it, it feels like he's got renewed energy right now. Yeah, I mean, he he had a few injuries there. You know, it was unfortunate. He kind of got tangled up, had a lower body injury after a great fight. And he was starting to come too. He had a great fight in Laval, you know, kind of got twisted up. It is what it is. That's the game. But uh, he's been starting to come offensively. He's been starting again. And then why I said strength is because, you know, he's been working hard. He's been just taking the bodies every night and how violent, you know, it is to play in the North Division. And there's just people on you and you're getting hit and you're having to, like, I think he's at a point now where he knows what it feels like to have the players on him how it feels to take those hits, how it feels to give those hits, how it feels to get in those scrums, take that many draws every night to kill penalties, you know, block shot. Like he's doing all those things 
And now he has the confidence that he's, you know, he's got some good jump. He, he's starting to make some slip plays. He's getting in tight. He's getting one and two cracks that he's going to the right places. He's getting to the blue paint, you know? So I think again, you just with that strength and with that confidence, you know, he's, he's able to really start ramping it up now into a time of year where he's, he's feeling good about himself for that. He can take the, take the heat and he can also, you know, kind of provide for a secondary offense and, and create for us. How much are you living and dying watching the Sabre games? Uh, we watch them when we can. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, it's been tough obviously with, with how much we've uh, been traveling and then even an off day is an off day. You know, I try to get home <laughs> to see my kids, my, my wife and kids there for, you know, for you know, 14, 16 hours, depending on the, yeah. on the day off. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, listening to it, obviously I was driving back from home and I was listening to the radio, uh, you know, to, you know, when Lukash scored his first goal and that, that's awesome. So, but uh, when we do see it, you know, we're, we're there, we're supporting our guys. I think, you know, for me, you know, I can only speak on the guys that we've had, you know, I think JJ yeah. and Quinter have been, you know, elevating their game re as of recent uh, and, and what I've seen. And, you know, again, that, that's good on them. They've, they've been through similar situations. They were through this situation with us last year. Again, it's everything's amplified. It's the national hockey league, but they've played in meaningful games down the stretch. And I think that's uh you know, it's a big confidence booster for them and why they've kind of continued to keep keep providing and uh, producing. Awesome. Thank you, as always, for the passion and the time and the great insight. No problem, boys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Marty, sometimes I go into these interviews thinking, what more could we possibly learn? <laughs> and then I just sit back in amazement like, I wouldn't have expected that. I wouldn't have expected that. And boy, was it really good to hear that. It was great to hear him talk about Tyson Kosak and the way that he talks about him. He was like the, I don't want to call him the media darling, but man, like last summer, everybody's talking about Kosak and wow, like is it the impression of him on the ice and and what the, his, his potential could be. So it was great to hear him talk about him and the, the, the Czech boys, you know, um, that's, that's fantastic. But the way that they all, I remember my days in Rochester. We had so much fun together. We were a tight group. We went to, well, the team went to back-to-back -to -back Calder Cup finals. I went to one and I got to Buffalo, but that same group went to two of them. And I feel like the passion and the camaraderie is there with that same group. Yeah, and when we talked about uh, current guys going to Rochester the other night, obviously this week when Rusek came up, we saw Yuri Kulik here. Like, it's... That stuff is craved by everybody for social media content, for personal experiences, and for ongoing memories between these young players. I love it. I think it. I think it is absolutely perfect. I learned something too. I didn't know coaches had multiple angles to look at. Like from all my stops, Buffalo, Philly, Islanders, and Rangers, we always only got the game angle. The game angle when we did videos. But now I'm going to have to ask players around to see how many angles do you guys have in videos and can you see somebody not back checking like Derek Roy that was a great story it's typically a two shot for us here or two singles if you will on Sabres Live Overtime we look forward to joining you again real soon